Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 1024 Podcast. Today we're going to be kind of doing a complimentary episode to what we talked about last week with work, but today we're going to be kind of looking at what it is and what it means to, to use your life as a ministry and use it as a mission field. Uh, also today we've got a really special guest with us. Um, Brittany, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Hey, I'm Brittany. I'm, I'm the better half of Rusty. <laughs> The best half, I guess. Is who you ask. <laughs> also, Brother Rusty is back today. Glad to have you back on the podcast, sir. I am back. How are y'all? How, how was last week? It was good. Uh, we talked about works. We just didn't have our uh, the good adult supervision that we used to have no on adults. this, uh, on this yeah, podcast. Man. So we're glad that you're here, and uh, I hope the car trouble works out everything. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it figured out. We always have something. We never buy new cars, so we always have something going wrong. Luckily, my brother's a mechanic. My uncle's are mechanics. It's just uh, finding the time to get him to fix something. It, it's basically our biggest struggle. Like, hey, yeah. can you fix this for me? And if I knew how to cook, I think I can get stuff done a lot quicker. But I don't know how to cook, so <laughs> we're on their time, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> hey, our father-in-law's been cool enough. Uh, he let us borrow his car. We drove up there and met go. him, and he was in Alabama, so he drove up. We met him, exchanged cars, and that's what we've been rolling around in. Yeah, like a bala in a in a pala. Shot collar, baby. Got the bar right, whip, yeah. huh? All right, so Brittany, yeah. we have to have a a discussion first before we go any farther. We need to know the dirty details of Rusty's messed up mistakes that he makes. Okay, we have to get really what? deep. All right. <laughs> what is the what is the most embarrassing thing that Rusty does on a daily basis? Air, air all of his flaws for the people, Brittany. Tell everybody just how bad he is. That's what, what we're is that? Here. What is that thing they do on TikTok with uh, the ings? Or oh, whatever. the ex. The ex. Oh, the ex. I don't know. I don't yeah. have social media. It's this thing that uh, bother you about the other person. I watched a dad and a son do it, and they just went to town. Did You think they hate each other because they were just like they just kept coming up with stuff. So is that what we're doing right now? No, yeah. no. We she needs to pick up her clothes. We're we're here. Here. <laughs> we'd be here all wait, day. wait, wait. I got another one. She <laughs> I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. We'd I asked her. We'd be here all day. We'd go back and forth on each other. <laughs> uh, I could. I don't like to lose, so I could think of stuff. Yeah, it would it would get real competitive, I think. Yeah, it'd get personal fast. Yeah. <laughs> he would embarrass me, I think, more. <laughs> Look, don't be laughing over there, John, because we're gonna have Sarah Kate on next. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sarah Sarah Kate's actually allergic to podcasts, so. Oh, is that it? I think something. Yeah. Uh, something we should have did. We should have talked about maybe maybe in the future we'll do this, but we should talk about patience because something I've been learning a lot about because my wife. I'm gonna answer for her here. This is what I do. <laughs> my wife's been telling me you need patience. You need. Like, for example, the other day, we're driving down the road, and uh, she's doing like 25 miles an hour in a 55. And I'm like, can you please go? You have to go. Like, we're going to get ran off the road. We might get a ticket for going too slow. And, you know, she's like, she's all nervous, both hands on the wheel, and, and she just gets nervous when it rains or when it's dark. And she's like, you need patience, you know? And I, I thought, whatever. She's always said that to me. But we went to church afterwards on Friday night, and uh, one of our good buddies, David, was speaking, and uh, his whole sermon was on patience. And I was like, that's a sign. Yeah, right. it's, it's crazy how the Lord works. Yeah. Like, it p- puts things that you need to have in front of you, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, anyways, we uh, wanted to get into some more of living your life as a ministry. And we wanted to get into some ways that all of us live life um, and try to, you know, live life as a as an evangelist, and I really wanted to wait and save this for Rusty when he was here, because he 
in my personal opinion, he does the best out of anybody that I've ever seen just to talk to people and, you know. Uh, th- thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. But uh, I think it's just a matter of being passionate about Jesus. I think when you, you're passionate about Jesus, you start learning more and more about him and his word and what he says. And, and then you just want to go out and share with people, you know. I think that's, a, that's where my passion comes from, and which makes me a good argue, I guess. Yeah, but it's not argue. A lot of a lot of times, I I feel like people when they're either defending their faith or trying to share the gospel, because a lot of times we get a lot of pushback sometimes from non-believers. Um, I, I I feel like a lot of people miss the mark it, because it's more about sharing love than it is necessarily defending or arguing with people. Um, and you're really good at just showing genuine love for people, and that's what, something that I've tried to get better at um, as we're. I'm growing along, growing my faith, um, because it used to, like when we were growing up, and John can attest to this, I, I used to be really into apologetics. And apologetics, for anybody who doesn't know, is the defense of your faith. And so a lot of times apologetics gets put into a lot of these hot-button topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, you know, I mean, name one political... Um, Abortion. Yeah, political... Uh, topic and pretty much like apologetics also fits right in. And now we won't get into all that because we don't want to we don't want to bring politics in this podcast. But um, a lot a lot of people go into that, and a lot of people go into come come at it at least from my experience what the Holy Spirit has shown me from an argumentative standpoint. Yeah. And it's more about like when you're sh- sharing the gospel with people, it's more about sharing the love of Jesus and the love of the gospel more than it is like, hey. This is what you're doing is wrong, and this is why it's wrong. La 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 la. Because a lot of times that you know, at least when I've seen you, Rusty, that a lot of times when you've had success or you know people that you know kind of have bought into what you're saying, it's just because you're you're loving on them. Yeah, I think it comes from a personal experience. When you see yourself, you look back on yourself and say, "Man, I was so messed up, so dirty, I had a terrible mindset, terrible heart." And then Jesus gives you a new heart, new mindset, and uh, just a new way to live your life that. You see that, you know, you'll see people are like, hey, he's where I was. And he could change. You know, Jesus can change that person. And I think that helps you when it comes to share, to share the message and love, I believe. Yeah, and it's, it, it's part of the reason why we started this podcast, too, is, is to show regular life on a mission. Like, you, you know, what we said last time, uh, John, on the last podcast was, you know, we don't, you don't have to have a doctorate degree in theolo- theology to go out and and share the gospel with somebody all you have to do is literally just meet somebody on the street and and talk to them and and goes back to what we were talking about last time like at at work I mean you know a lot of these people in places are very secular you know it's very rare that you go into a a company or have a work environment where it's all Christ-centered I mean just that's just the nature of the game Um, but when these people see you and see how how you're living and you know oftentimes they're you know they're like hey man you're you're a little different like why is that why why are you so happy all the time or why why is there joy all the time or you know why do you bow your head when you're before you eat like that's that's a that's often how the holy spirit you know opens the door for those conversations i think those are little things that people notice they go wow i never remember i don't remember drew doing that i don't remember seeing rusty do that like they see those things and, and it makes them start watching you a little closer but then they see the deeper stuff, you know? Like, oh, he's not cussing. Like, he, I remember he used to cuss. He doesn't cuss anymore. That's weird. Or he's not, you know, dealing with anger. He's not mad about whatever it may be. And I think they start seeing those things and they think, 
they look back on themselves and they go, well, you know, I get mad all the time. I'm not happy. I'm cussing like crazy. You know, and, and they see those things and they're like, I want that change. Yeah. You know? And I think it's the little things like pray, being being bold enough to pray pray before you eat, you know, uh, to, to pray in situations when people are hurting to say, can I pray for you? Being bold enough to do that is a testimony, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, think a lot of people... Go ahead, buddy. Uh, I'm sorry. I was, was going to say, no, I, I think like with the overarching topic of like your life being a ministry, I think people overcomplicate the idea of ministry, right? Like it's not that it has to be some grand like spectacle or that you have to be super effective in everything you do, but just the way that you live your life, letting that be a testament to the work that God has done in you and using that to, to one, further the kingdom, but two, just to love on other people. And because that's what, that's what Jesus did and that's what ministry is. Um, and I feel like ministry is this big word that, that people put a lot of weight behind. And yeah, it, ha- it has weight to it, but it doesn't need to be something that's super significant and thought out and orchestrated. It's just living your life in a way that reflects God and allows other people to, to benefit from that. At least that's the way that I, I look at it. Because to me, if you, if you take it further than that and make it more complicated, then you miss so many opportunities, like Rusty was saying, to be bold and just say, hey, can I pray for you? Or hey, like... How, how can I help you? Or what do you, what do you need? And just, just be Jesus to someone. Because if you, if you set an agenda of like, well, I'm trying to make my life a ministry and trying to do these things and accomplish these things, then you box yourself in and you really limit where you can be effective instead of just looking at my whole life, you know, from a 50,000 foot view and just saying the focus of my life is, is being a witness for other people. That's my ministry. And just letting that come naturally from the overflow of your heart. And I think that's the best way, like you were talking about, like, it's just a love thing. Like you're not going to argue anybody to Christ, but you can love on them and talk to them about it. And if you if you genuinely have enough love in your heart for God and for that other person, they're going to see that. People are going to people are going to to take notice of that, and it's going to stand yeah. out as counterculture. Yeah, I, I see that. And you know, a lot of people uh, apologetics. It's it's not really arguing. Like it's not uh, you're right and I'm wrong. It's more of just kind of defending the faith and, and giving some answers to questions that people have because. People, a lot of times, everyone's different. Some people can just hear, hear the word of Jesus and, and hear the message of what he did, the gospel, and their hearts just filled with love and, and, and their change, you know? Some people, like, scientists, really smart people that, uh, that go to school for a long time, they want factual answers that you can prove to them, research, which Christianity can prove, but you have to dive a little further in your walk of Christianity to find those answers, to, to be able to give some of them out. To these people, and I think uh, it's kind of like you said you were a sell, uh, car salesman back in the day. Yeah. A lot of people kind of look at uh, evangelism kind of like they're selling Christianity, when the truth is, is you're not selling Christianity because you're not you're not getting anything back. You know, I'm not getting a commission like I would if I was selling a car. I'm doing this for you. It's love. There's no other benefit for me besides seeing you finally get loved the way that you were created to be loved, and to be able to love others the way that you were created to love others. You know. Yeah. And it's not, it, it's like you said, it's not selling anything. And two, what, what's cool about, you know, again, apologetics, we'll just keep, continue using that word, um, is we already have all the answers. There's nothing that you're going to say that's an original thought. Like, that's, again, another reason why we're called to read scripture every day and to learn it because there's nothing, there's no situation or anything that anybody's going to say that there's not a verse for. I mean, you know, 2 Timothy 3. Uh, 16 again says all scriptures breathe out by God and profitable for teaching and for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every work I mean that just 
that that sums it up right there. That, that's why you should be in the scripture every single day because every single good work that you're ever going to do, there is a a scripture for it, and b it's going to equip you to do that. Like if you're, it's folly to think that you're going to come across somebody and try to lead them to to Christ without knowing the words yeah. of. Christ, Imagine you, know? you were a car salesman. Someone's like, you know, what kind of motors in this? And you're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. The thing's it's white. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? It's a yeah. white, white, yeah. white Bronco. <laughs> don't you want it? You know, you got those people that, are, that they just love the white looking Bronco. I love that color. Yeah, I'll take it. And they don't care about the inside. But there's also Christians out or people that could be Christians out there. They want to know what the inner workings, the details. You know. Yeah. You know, how how long was Christ dead for? Was he dead? Is he alive? You know, like you, you say he came back to life. How how that happen? You know, yeah. they want to know these things and, and the answers to them. So yeah, and it's all like I said. There's no original, you know, not necessarily an original thought, but there's no original theme that you're that people are going to ask again. Like you know, these people that the Bible talks about. You know, it may be hundreds and hundreds and you know maybe even thousands of years ago um, that that the time time period that the Bible is set in. But there's no no, original problem that you're going to have like humans have the same problems now as they did then and will have the same problems until jesus comes back like you know you know sexual immorality money greed you know pride stealing yeah i mean it's all i mean these people in the bible all still had yeah they all do. still had it. it nothing i mean we get new the new problems that we have are just created by old old sin you know what yeah, i mean it's, it's, it's old it's old old stuff it's all the same nothing i mean everything is common to man it's just we have more technology that you know makes things related to sexual immorality more accessible or we have you know social media you know affecting you know your self-esteem or your pride or your um you know your the way that you interact with other people i think it's, it's all the same sin it's just the way that we interact with it and the way that we view it is different yeah that's true yeah, so a lot of this podcast, you know, obviously we're three dudes around a table um, usually, but today we have a, a pretty unique perspective with us today. Um, Brittany, now, of course, you're gonna, your perspective is going to be a lot different than all of ours, um, you know. Being a female in this world, let's, yeah. that's why I'm, I'm excited that my wife's here because we can ask her some of the tough questions. Like, yeah. A lot of females uh, that, that aren't Christian yet, they start reading the Bible and they, say, they read the part where it says, you must submit to your husband. And they go, whoa, you know, I'm not submitting, submitting to no man. You know, I'm an independent woman. They even got songs, you know, I-N-D or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't spell it. No, come no. on, come on. But, uh, you know, and, and so having my wife, she's, she was literally my inspiration. Uh, she, before I became a Christian, she was definitely like a diehard Christian before I became a true Christian. And her love is what actually brought me to Christianity, which actually changed my life around was seeing her love and her faith that she had in, in Jesus. I was like, whoa must be something to it and that's what drew me in yeah. and started the whole thing that changed my life yeah which is again I mean on topic to what we're talking about like life on a life on a mission or life as a mission and so Brittany in your perspective you know as a mother and you know what is what does that look like for you like in your everyday life how how, how do you get to share the gospel like either with your kids or just with people that you interact like how is it different than ours it's honestly just like treating people how I feel like Jesus would treat me yeah because I think I, I kind of spoke to y'all about this prior but I felt like the Holy Spirit was kind of speaking into my spirit about a Christian review like how would somebody rate me with Christianity experience you know like yeah. would they give me a five-star rating or would there be like 
you know, a bunch of Karens on Yelp review saying like one star, one you know, star. she, she's not a Christian at all. Yeah. You know, she was rude to me or, yeah. you know, it's Christian atheist. Is, yeah. Like was, was she genuine? Was she caring? So you say the way you, uh, you live your life is, is what really reflects. Yeah. I feel like the way you treat people, do you show Jesus? Because you can go to a church, someone could be knowledgeable. Someone could share the gospel with you, tell you everything in that Bible and then treat you like, you're nothing, you know, not show you Jesus at all through, you know, you're made in the image of God. Through their actions, they just kind of believe, oh, yeah, I'm saved, that's all that matters, now I can go rob a bank. You know, I hear yeah. that a lot. Right, and people are not going to want to go back into that church the way, you know, the congregation or someone is treating you, you know yeah. what I mean? So I feel like it's, you should show people how you want to be treated, how Jesus has treated you. I feel like I, I feel like Jesus has been merciful to me. I feel like I haven't been perfect in my life. I, nobody has. Nobody's no, yeah. good but God. You know what I mean? So I feel like I've been given grace, and I feel like I've tried to do that to other people. You know, yeah. I've been told, my dad always tells me, stop being a martyr. You, you do too much. You give too much. You know, just you don't have to be a martyr for everybody. Uh-huh. But to me, I feel like, well. I've been given so much. You know, yeah, yeah. I feel like Jesus gave me so much. That's. The least I could do to other people. Yes, one hundred percent. So, so just, I feel like it's easier. You being a woman, it's easier to love. I don't know what it is about being a man, but sometimes you're like mercy. Like, yeah, mercy. I just is tell not. a little story just to let you know about your boy Drew here. I pulled up and he had a cat and a dog in his front yard, <laughs> and and he his first thing he said was. I'm going to love that thing and care for it for the rest of its life. No, he said, I'm going to shoot it if it's in my yard. All right, so th- that's just a natural part of a man. Well, Drew, were you referencing the cat or the dog? Because you've wanted a dog since you were like 11. Yes, okay, I do love dogs. But yeah, I, and I don't dislike cats, but cats dislike me a lot. Um, and so I, I just, uh, people are going to think now that I'll, I'll just live in the he, He's a cat here. trailer. But my wife, my lovely wife here... <laughs> We have uh, like three stray kittens that roam our house, and she's allergic, and her face swells up every time. And I'll come home from work, and her face will be all puffy, and I say, "What'd you do?" And she's had all the kittens inside sitting <laughs> in her lap. And so it's easier for a woman to love. So being a woman loving, is there any what's what do you think is a struggle for a woman in Christianity versus a man? Like we struggle with love and patience, yeah. as you said. Is, those things come naturally to you or easier? I mean, I still struggle with patience. You know, but I, I think sometimes I'm like, like, well, okay, I just, I give in a little bit easier. You know, I think I get frustrated, but then I'm like, okay, well, I just got to put it to the side. You know, I think we're built to be nurturers and we're supposed to care. It's like, I think that's why I give in with my kids sometimes. It's like, I try to be the disciplinary and try to be stern with them. Yeah. And then I'll see their little faces and I'm like, all right, come give me a hug. Yeah, yeah okay, so yeah. when I'm at the station for 24 hours, it's the wild, wild west, buddy. No rules. I mean, there are rules, but then... Mom's in charge, let's go. You know, yeah. when yeah, it's, it's like, like the 48 the hours, and I've tried to put in all those rules, and then I'm at my wit's ends, I'm like... Oh, yeah. I'm tired, y'all. Like, it, you know, yeah. I need yeah, a break. Out. Yeah, see, that was the exact opposite, though, in my house. It's just, it's cool to see how different households interact, because that was growing up, and, you know... John can attest to this that, you know, my mother was a, a stay-at-home mom as well. Um, we were homeschooled until we were, uh, I was in middle school, and I think my sister was as well. 
anyways, um, and so obviously we, we had most of our interactions. My, you know, my dad went to work, you know, nine to five as well. So we have most of our interactions with our, with our mom. And like, I, I've heard like some, some parents, like, you know, some moms or, you know, whatever, be like, you, you just wait till your father get home. Wait till daddy get yeah, here. Yeah, wait till daddy gets here and you go, he's going to have your tail. My mother was not like that. Like I would get it double, like no. from my mom and, and when that, my dad got home. Oh, no. <laughs> like yeah, my mom laid down the law, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, but if you were outside riding your bike, fell down, and scraped your knee, you're gonna, oh, yeah, you're gonna sure. go run into yeah. your, your I dad. love my mother. Don't hear, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I. You're not know, gonna I run, jump in your yeah. dad's lap and say, "Dad, my knee." No, you're gonna go <laughs> no. to your mom, dude. Oh, that's how they're that's how they're built. Women are built like that. Yeah. Nurturers, lovers. Yeah, and it's you know, they're, they're pretty. Yes, and we're not. It's funny how different. I'm winning brownie points right now. Y'all, <laughs> yeah. y'all can't see this, but she's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're. Uh, it's funny how different we're just biologically built, you know, because like Mercy said, like, especially for me, mercy is not my spiritual gift at all. Like, it's, well, I you know, think... once you've wronged me, it's, you know, it's it's hard. It's it's a struggle for me to forgive. Forgiveness is, is something I struggle with. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, it's just it's what? just strange how biologically different you are. Sorry, go ahead, John. No, you're good. I was just gonna add on that, like, yeah, it's a biological thing, like, but I think it's so funny to me that like culture right now is fighting so hard, they're fighting tooth and nail to to remove the distinction of what makes a man a man and what makes a woman a woman, and like they're they're fighting to remove the differences, and it's like okay, like you're. You're telling me that there's no differences, and that's fine. If you believe that, that's whatever. But when it comes to ministry, when it comes to, like, the mission field, like, Christianity, like, the Bible is very specific about some of the roles that the men are to have and some of the roles that the women are to have, and that's because, like, We're built for those roles. Yeah, yeah. God wired men and women differently, and I'm he's the, sorry. He's the creator. He knows, he knows yeah. how it goes, you know? I've, I've been in enough children's and youth ministries to know that, like, if you have a kids ministry, especially like toddlers, you don't want like some highly educated like pastoral type person personality running your children's ministry because those kids are going to feel like they're not being nurtured. But you want someone who is like motherly and whose ministry is, is compassion because they're she's going to to groom up and, and and nurture those those kids to where they feel safe and secure because that's what you want for young kids within the church and within Christianity. But then when you move on like there are other roles for uh, for you know different different people within the church, and, and I think that being a man or being a woman, like those roles are clearly defined for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And so here's a, another question that I, I like to ask Brittany is, as your everyday life, you know, I know that you have your photography business, but you know, you're you're mostly you know stay at home because just was with Rusty being at the station. Um, Obviously, for 24 hours, you know, you have to take care of your kids. Um, so, as that lifestyle, would you say it's harder or more difficult or you don't see as, uh, as many people as much to, to run in um, to share the gospel just with, like, just running up every day? People, because uh, I'll give a little backstory to this, this question, because like I've said earlier, you know, I've noticed your husband, like, just, just when we're out at the station, like, just with, you know, we had somebody come in the other day, and we, we had, like, a two-and-a-half-hour conversation about the gospel just because, you know, Rusty was willing to just go out and, you know, to speak to this person. Um, and so I was wondering, like, as he's away, and is it is it more difficult to... To share the gospel with just uh, other people, or do you find yourself, you know, 
mostly sharing the gospel with your kids, obviously, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I read the Bible to the kids at night. They they enjoy it. My youngest is, like, the most excited. He'll tell me, Mama, if we don't read the Bible, I have a bad day. That's like, awesome. That's she's awesome. Good. She always takes that, that know, priority and does that with them. Yeah, yeah so that's, yeah. like, a main thing that I, I get to do is with my kids. Um, you know, I have friends that I get to call, you know, yeah. that'll call me and we have conversations and some of them have different religions. So we get to have those conversations and I talk about Jesus, yeah. even though that it's not necessarily their religion, I still share it with them and yeah. they're accepting of that, you know, which is kind of cool. Um, but I don't, I don't get to really go out and talk to strangers as yeah. much. Um, there has been times when I go on a, you know, a photography shoot or whatever, yeah. and I'll get to interact with people and I get to share that or Shoot-ya. just my personality they'll make comments to me just from the way that i've acted and they'll say you know your rewards up in heaven i've heard that a few times just from me being me and i find that interesting you know but um it is harder you know and i've i've wanted to do like a women's ministry but you know there's things that have gotten in the way because of life and you know it gets harder but i'm hoping that eventually i'll be able to get out there and yeah sure yeah no i reach more people but it's it's I'm not as gifted as he is in sharing the gospel like he is, you know. I'm more like one-on-one, yes. I feel like. Which but. is, that's not necessarily just, you know, whatever. That's just different people's strengths, whatever. Because, like, I mean, I'm, I'm more like you. I, I don't, I, you know, people are not necessarily my, my you know, forte. I, I don't I do not do well in big groups. Or like cats. I, yeah, <laughs> or cats. Or cats, no. Like I said, and John, I mean, you know, John and I have talked about this before on this podcast. I mean, he knows more than anybody. You know, I've, I've always been, you know, just a... Homebody. You know, yeah. We call him Grandpa Gaddis at yeah. the station. Yeah, I just... He's yeah. like, oh, boys, it's 6.30. About to eat dinner and go to bed. What? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's bedtime. You see him start stressing out when we get closer around time. He gets up and starts pacing. We're like, what's wrong, dude? He's like, y'all hungry? Anybody hungry? Because <laughs> he's ready to get the day finished. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just... just Drew. Drew's the only guy I know who will nap till 4.30, wake up, eat dinner, and go right back to bed. Go to bed, yeah. <laughs> Ten hours of sleep. It's a gift, okay? It's a gift. <laughs> oh. But all these things are gifts. Everyone's different, you know? Some people are more open like John. They can go and talk to somebody for four hours at the grocery store. Some people can't. But you can definitely do what my wife does and just live your life for Jesus and just shows through the way you interact with people. Like she's saying, when she meets somebody at the grocery store, they walk away going, that's a, that's a kind woman. You know, and it, if you don't even know how many people you can influence in a day, you know, that you, you don't realize it because people will just come up to you and say, you've really influenced me. You know, they'll, they'll start watching you. And the way you live your life, if you're living your life, like the Bible says, you're going to you're going to impact people. You're yeah. going to be planting seeds all over the place. Yeah, because it's never you are never going to be the one that converts somebody to Christ. You don't have the power. You no, don't even, it's the you Holy Spirit even, that draws yes, people. Exactly. And so you don't know how the Holy Spirit is going to use whatever interaction that you have during your day to just even plant a little seed like, you know what, like maybe maybe it's not today, maybe it's not next week, but you might see that person again and say, hey, like, Brittany, why, why, why are you so happy? Like, you know, or, you know, what's the joy with that? Or, you know, how did you have the patience enough to, Deal with X it does say always or, be prepared to, to explain why. You yes, know? always be yeah, prepared to be prepared give to give a reason for why you believe. Yes, you got to be ready. And here's my reason, and hopefully this will help somebody else. But in Matthew 28 verse 18, it says Jesus came and told his disciples, "I've been given authority, all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you." And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So when I read that, I go, wow. 
You know, he wants us to obey all these commandments he's given us. He wants us to go out and baptize and make disciples and, and teach him about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And You know, that, that to me, Jesus told us to do that. It's a commandment. That's enough for me, you know? Yeah. I know how it really is and how powerful it is just from the way it changed my life that when I read something like this, it stirs me up and I go, I got to do that. So maybe that'll give you some boldness or some confidence if you're a little shy, you know? And, and no, as we said, it's not just about your words. You don't ha- it might not be your gift to have the words to go out and share the, the gospel with someone, but your life, the way you live it, the way you treat others, your actions, those things can do that for you. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, we've kind of touched on it a couple times, but everybody has their own spiritual gifts. I mean, you know, that's, you know, and obviously they're gifts from the spirit. And that's, you know, obviously that's why they're called that. And so... If everybody was the hands or everybody was the eyes or everybody was the, you know, the nose, then we would all, you know, we'd be having a weird looking body of Christ. But he, he purposely puts different people in different places because he some knows of y'all, we all need. Some of y'all are a bunch of feet out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. Yeah. Somebody's a foot. Somebody's a foot. Yeah. But it's, like you said, whether it's your actions or whether it's your words or whether, you know, everybody has a gift and a talent and the Lord gives you that gives you that so use it for the lord like whether it's your work like you know usually for men at least you know most of our time is it is it working like this we're more work-minded i would i would say so you yeah. know a lot of our opportunity comes at work a prime example of you could have a really weird strange job like john has yeah. and share jesus <laughs> yeah yeah it's, but it's awesome that you have Something that's totally centered. He plays with snakes and yeah. weird stuff that could kill you and bite you. And he brings them around kids and he shares Jesus. Like, that's amazing to me. You know what I mean? That Jesus could use something like that. It's crazy. Yes. But I will say something that I, I, I super admire that I didn't always know this about your company or at least your website, um, Brittany, is that Redbird. Uh, oh, yeah. Until Rusty told me the story. So yeah, I guess I, I won't tell the story. It's, it's, your, it's your story to tell, Rusty and Brittany. But... Why don't you just say that? Because I think that's that's. So on our logo, my wife's logo is Brittany Shape Photography, and she has a red bird uh, on the top. And, and you know the reason we did that is because in the mornings we like to sit out in our driveway, we get a cup of coffee, and we, we start reading our Bible. And you know a lot of times I'm, I'm praying. You know I like to look around, leave my eyes open. I look around when I pray and just look at all the stuff God's created, and I just look at all the evidence of God. And and it started being a little pattern where every morning when I'm praying, I look up and there's this red bird. Sometimes it'd fly right past me. Sometimes it'd land on the fence next to me. But I always saw a red bird every morning, and uh, and I would feel the Holy Spirit every time. And I said, "Wow, you know, this is like a it's like the Holy Spirit. It's like in in a bird form or something." It just became something in our relationship where we just started just talking about it every time. I say, "Look, there's a red bird," and as soon as we see it, we just feel the Holy Spirit. So we we adopted that as our logo because this, that's what we care about more than anything is is, is God, you know. And even on uh, we make these little baskets and stuff that we used to make for her company and uh she puts her favorite bible verse on there and yeah you know it's, it's, more, it's what's more important than pictures is, yeah is but Lord. like even as like a part-time like that's not what you do all the time like you do a lot better at sharing the gospel than me at my full-time job when i i see these people every single day like just with the nature of what i do like i see a lot of people every day and it's you know, it, it, it's very encouraging to me to see something like that because it, at least from the outside looking in, it, it seems like your whole, like even, you know, obviously taking pictures is not necessarily like, you know, at its core, you know, sharing the yeah. gospel, but you've centered it around it. And it, it's, it's very encouraging for me because, you know, it's it's something that I, like I said, I've always struggled with just, you know, just for talking to people and whatever. But, it, you know, it's a, it's a very 
organic just way to like for me like you just say like hey what, what's that red bird about or hey like what are these yeah. little yeah. gift packages about and that's you know that's a great way to just open up conversation into having something and so i mean you know again that's something that's always been encouraging me and that's something i found just awesome like when i saw i it, think if you put, put awesome. jesus first and everything there's no no way you could fail jesus is, oh yeah. yeah he's first in everything that's what we do with our business uh we've seen that there's a local roofer down the road he's got a sign up that says jesus is lord real bold out in front of his business yeah uh he used to go to a church we used to go to a while back and I remember he, had, he didn't have anything at the time, and he said, you know, I'm going to start a roofing business. And we hadn't seen him for a while, and next thing you know, he's one of the biggest roofers in Georgia. I mean, he's got that big sign, never forgot it, Jesus is Lord, right in front of his building. So, yeah. you know, you put him first, he does amazing things. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Brittany. Uh, obviously, John and I don't have, uh, I have any kids. I'm not even married, obviously. We're going to um, put that on John. You ready, John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're called out. We, we got enough living creatures to take care of at the house. <laughs> yeah. We're going to wait. I'm doing need more. John says that if, for every five snakes he has, it counts as one kid. So how many uh, how many kids do you think you have? Four. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what's funny, though. It's just, he messes with those snakes and reptiles and all that stuff, and uh, it doesn't bother him. Wait until he changes that first diaper. Yeah. I, Dude, here's, a, here's a little oh, pro tip. Something. Here's a pro tip for you real quick, though. The poo is a different color the very first time it comes out. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. It's something only only a parent will know. So parents out there, you know what I'm talking about, and John's going to learn. Yeah. Okay, so my question was, just to bring us all full circle and get us off the poo topic, uh, is how is it, or what is the, a good way that you found to, to show Christ to your kids? Like, you know, because now that your kids are, I mean, a little older, I mean, they, they probably can understand. Now, how old are your, y'all's kids again? So we have a ten-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a six-year-old. Yeah, so they're, they're don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they're probably old enough to at least get the concept of what you're talking about, and, yeah. and start getting into some deeper conversations. So a daughter, a daughter can uh, quote every name in the Bible in order. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Well, that's awesome. She's, I can't do that. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, she can she do knows it. memory uh, verses. She can she's understand concepts, it. and so that's proud another of thing is when she sees us not acting like we should call you in our out. attitude she's like you're not acting like you should that's not she's like, like Jesus or she'll be like i'm gonna pray for you <laughs> slam the door i mean she knows <laughs> so get us. she i mean i think i know where you're going with this it's, yeah. it's kind of like she knows yeah you know what i mean so it's like if i'm having an off day because i'm i'm human you know, we all have to die daily. We all have to, like, I, I'm not always perfect. Or, you got to spend that time in the morning. Or, yeah, if yeah. I don't read my Bible first thing in the morning, I could be very ill. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. with three kids and a busy day. I mean, and this I, is And this is her time. Like, we might sit together some, some mornings when we read, but she does her own thing, and I do my own thing. Yeah. It's my time with God. It's her time with God. Yeah, so that, that, that comes off another question, I guess. You know, obviously, we've, we've all, you know, Blowing some hot air about our um, us three, me, John, and Rusty have all you know, you know, beat it to death on how you know we as men could do better or whatever. So what's what's a good way that you found practically, you know, with three kids and, and a job? Yeah. What how what what works for you to get in the time of the Lord? Like, is it in the morning? Is it at night? Or is it like any time that you can get it? Or I mean, mostly in the morning, I have to be able to read with no distractions, yeah, you know, but it's, if it, if something happens or 
the kids are sick, which in this season sometimes they're sick or doctor's appointments or they're off of school. You know, it's whenever I have time. Yeah. You know, but like I said, if I don't get that time in the morning and my day gets really hectic, yeah. things don't go always as planned and I don't feel rested. If I'm not meditating in the Lord, I don't feel rested and I become restless. Yeah. And then if I have an attitude throughout the day, he can see it, the kids can see it, and then I'm not representing Jesus to them. Yeah. And then they're going to question who God is yeah. by looking at me. Yeah. You know, because I feel like I'm going to be that role model to them mainly. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's, it's important. It's important that I'm reading and staying in the Word constantly because yeah. they're going to look at me as a reflection. Yeah. Just remember, it's, it's, you know, pretty much every single one of us has said, and pretty much everybody that I've talked to is, you know, is a Christ follower. It's amazing how much better your day gets when you just start off in the Word. Like, I mean, because I, you know, I started to read my Bible every single morning, you know, just as an encouragement from Rusty. And it's it's night and day. Like, even when, like, sometimes our day gets, you know, hectic at the station and we have, you know, whatever going on, like, and I don't get to read until, you know, 9 or 10 or, you know, whatever yeah. time it comes around. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, I, I start, like like you said, it's like restless. Like, it's like, you know, yeah. I haven't had that, you know, that, that time alone. Like, even if it's only yeah. five minutes, like, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 honestly amazing because, like I said, it's, it's just how cool how many people have said that. Like, you know, if I don't have time with the Lord in the morning, it's... It's yeah. bad news bears, yeah. yeah. When you get there filled though and you start getting overfilled, I mean there's been times where just driving down the road and by myself, just driving down the road and just just get overwhelmed with just just happiness, this weird like and I go, What's going on? You know, why am I and I, and I just start praising God, worshiping him right there while I'm driving. Just weird moments like that 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 come when you're filled up, you know? And yeah. if you're not filling yourself up, you're missing out on something so awesome. If yeah. you're not out there re just sharing the word with somebody the, the feeling you'll have when you leave, it might be scary and nerve-wracking at first, but once you leave, especially if they change their life, if you see them again and, and they look like they have a new heart, yeah. that feeling of joy, it, it's, you can't match it. There's nothing on earth that matches that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it, two, one thing, one word of encouragement that I want to say to everybody, just about, you know, kind of bring it full circle to live, live your life on a mission is that Again, like we've said, it's the Holy Spirit doing the work. You're just the vessel for it. Like it's not, it's not anything of your power that you're going to do. It's going to be the Holy Spirit acting through you. Um, and He says He will. Like you know, obviously, if He's called, if He's gave us a commandment to go make disciples of all the nations, then He's going to give you the power to be able to do it. And so that's something that is encouraging to me when I think about it because you know, it, it's a big intimidating thing to go talk to somebody, especially like you know. And like John and I said last week, for me, the the stranger thing is not more intimidating than somebody that I know, because um, you know, obviously, you know, sometimes when strangers, you get, you know, you you might see them one time, you'll say your piece, and then you might you may never see them again. So it's really they don't have any impact of your life at all. But if you see if you have somebody that you see every day, and it's your it's your friend or your boss or your coworker or you know name it, you know that you're going to see them again. So that's more intimidating to me, but. It, it, it's comforting to think that it's the Holy Spirit's power. It's not my power. Like if the Lord wants me, if the Lord wants to work through me, He will. You know, and it, it's and if He's calling you, and if He's you know, if your heart's kind of tugging, because I mean, you know, I, I think that we all have had experience, you know, as Christ followers, like you know, you gotta feel the Lord tugging at your heart to do you know something. And if obviously if the Lord's calling you to do it, then 
He is going to give you the power through the Holy Spirit to be able, able to do said thing. So, you know, that's just, you know, something that's always encouraging to me. You know, don't be afraid. If, if the Lord wants you to do it, He, in His power, is going to make it happen. Like, it's not, you know, He's got you covered. It's if okay. the Lord commissioned it, mm-hmm. He will pay for it. And yeah. The thing I think about, too, is if, if you don't do what the Lord is trying to tell you to do, He's going to A, you somebody else. But also, if you deny the Holy Spirit, I, I think of it this way, and I could be wrong, but it's like, I, I don't want to, you know, get in front of, you know, Jesus and him deny me. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want to deny him when he's saying, hey, go talk to this person, and I'm too scared or shy. And he's going to get, get it in done, front of him and but he, you could have been used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and him say, well, you denied me when I told you to talk to that person. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want to do that. So That's a great way to think about it. I never thought about and that. And I'm, I'm a very shy person. I'm an cool. awkward person sometimes. I don't know how to properly speak sometimes I'm like I yeah. don't you know I get tongue tied or shy and I'm, I'm the like, same way know. yeah you know but I, I don't want to ever get up in front of Jesus and say that I denied him yeah there's you people know? that need need people just like her when they come to speak to them that, that her personality and the way she speaks and listens and her patience you know if I get one of these guys out here it's like how are you doing talking all slow like that yeah. it drives me crazy I can't stay I can't stay there to talk to him you know yeah. I don't have patience mm-hmm. for him yeah Brittany does you know yeah yeah awesome and it's a uh, another practical thing, you know. And we three have all, you know, kind of shared our stories, and you know, that's just you know, a practical thing that you can do is oftentimes the Lord will work through you just by sharing what troubles that you have been through yeah. and how He has helped you. Because a lot of times, I found at least that the Lord works through you by putting somebody in front of you that's going through a same situation that either you are going through or the Lord has brought you through recently. Yeah. Like, and it is somebody that you can speak light into their life. Like, Hey, you know, I, buddy, I've tried everything. Like, you know, going through like, you know, for me, like it's, it's the sex thing. Like, you know, you know, buddy, I've tried to fill my hole, you know, with the hole in my heart, with anything and everything, you know, name it, sex, yeah. alcohol, whatever. Like, but the only thing that I found that effectively has filled it is the love of Jesus Christ. Like that's, that's yeah. the only thing that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's helped me. And, it, you know, it, a lot of times I found the Lord has worked through me in that. And so just because you don't think, you know, you know Rusty has said it before to me, and it's, it's an encouragement that, you know, just because you, you don't have some outlandish, outstanding, you know, you've done something really bad and the Lord's brought you out of it, doesn't mean that your story and your testimony isn't worthy or worth, you know, worth something or worth telling. Because, you know, you know, I, I would say statistically that the majority of the people in the world don't have, you know, a, you know, have, have done something outlandish or, you know, just super duper bad. Like, you know, obviously, but that's, you know, what we hear about the most. But I, yeah. I would say that most people are, again, are, like we said for this podcast, are just regular people. So, you know, you being a regular person as well, sharing your regular testimony, you know, is a light through them because, you know, all, you know, we, the Lord wants all people, you know, he doesn't, you know. Yeah, he, he he works for the for everybody, you know. It's not just yeah. you know the lowest, the low, the highest, the highs. You know, the middle people, you know, as well. So that's something that you know practically I wanted to encourage you about is is you know just because you don't think your story is like I said I, I go through the same thing just because I don't think my story is the you know the the coolest or has the the, the biggest you know plot line or whatever. You know, testimony. It yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make it unworthy. You know, it no. it, it can help somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So does anybody have any, any closing thoughts before we go? 
John? Yeah, I mean, I think just kind of back to what I said earlier, just with the idea that, like, ministry and, like, your life on mission, like, it doesn't have to be a super complex thing. I think people overcomplicate it, but just focus. It's the way you live your life. It's the way you live your life and the way you interact with the people around you, and that that is the most important part of, of any of it. Um, outside of that, man, like, there's no need to, to make it harder than it is. Live your life to honor God, and He will use you where He sees fit, and that's it's all there needs, all there is to it. One hundred percent. Just be willing to move. You know, mm-hmm. urges your heart, mm-hmm. pushes you in a direction. Go, do it. Do all that you do as, do, as though you're doing for the Lord. Yep. One hundred percent. That's right. Well, we want to thank uh, Brittany for coming uh, on the podcast today. Brittany, do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we go? Just live your life for God. Yeah. And just be a reflection of Him. Yep. Shoot you. Thanks for having Beautiful. me. Oh yeah, yes, ma'am. I have a closing thought before we go. Uh, I just want to say. <laughs> Dogs, SEC champions, okay? We're going to the uh, the semifinals against Ohio State. We're going to need some help for that. They have the biggest chance to beat us, okay? Pride comes before a fall. Oh, no. <laughs> Goodbye, Georgia. No, that is not the words we need to hear. Georgia are going to be SEC or uh, national championship for two years in a row, okay? Stetson Bennett. Here's Bennett. a closing thought for you. <laughs> the words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. <laughs> Their collective sayings are like a nail-studded stick with which a shepherd drives a sheep. Ecclesiastes 12, 11. Oh, Take you, those brother. words, boys. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Brother Rusty. All right, well, we appreciate you listening. Uh, and follow us on uh, Apple Music, uh, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We really appreciate it. Leave a like, uh, comment. If you have anything that you want to hear us discuss, um, any topics that you uh, any topics that you had or you think would be interesting to hear us talk about, we, we read every comment. Uh, Get on YouTube. Type it up. Let's see yeah, it. yeah, we, we'll be more than happy to. If you have any questions, we'll, we'll be more happy to respond to you. And uh, thank you again for listening. This has been the 1024 Podcast, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. See you all. Take it easy.